0: What are you doing right now?
1: <laughs> Rolling a cigarette. I'm packing a cigarette. Yeah, you to just record me when I know when you're recording me.
0: The microphone make you nervous? I'm gun-shy. I'm Regina Beach, and you're listening to Saturn Returns, a podcast about life changes, events, and challenges with a clear before and after. This week, you'll hear from Bushcraft student Craig Sweetnam of South Carolina. He didn't enjoy being interviewed, but he did record his thoughts on his three-day solo and upon returning to Aiken on his phone. You'll hear a lot of background noise, but what his audio diary lacks in sound quality, it certainly makes up in heart. Craig, will you introduce yourself?
1: Hi. Hi, I'm Craig Sleetman, Aiken, South Carolina. Coming on out of bushcrafting. Some prof- some professionals' guidance. Just always done things on my own. I figured i learn how professionals do it, see how I can critique myself a little bit. Learn some new ways to do things.
0: How long have you been in the Army? What's your rank now?
1: uh, 10 years. I'm a staff sergeant.
0: What do you usually do day to day with your soldiers?
1: Well, not in the instructor side. Not a whole hell of a lot. Make sure all their paperwork's taken care of and their PT tests taken care of. You gotta know everything about them their life, what's going on with their family, what's going on with their kids, what's going on with their jobs, especially when you're out deployed and you really gotta get in touch with them. Uh, I grew up working in a TV shop, TV repair shop, started delivering newspapers. Also got a job at a bookstore. From 10 to 12 I worked at the bookstore. Continued doing the newspapers from about 8 to uh, about 17. Uh, After that I got a job uh, with a general contractor. Then he put me doing electrical work and I left there and poured slab for foundations of houses and sidewalks. Then I picked up a job at an electric company and then moved up to North Carolina doing the same thing. got my journeyman certification for electrical and that boss man was on drugs. Didn't pay half the time, so I left him. Worked for a fellow down to chicken farm. Enlisted in the army and deployed to Iraq as Seaburn. It's a chemical, radiological, biological, nuclear specialist, kissing officers' asses all the time. While I was away, the fence company I worked for went out of business, so I came back and got a job at a different fence company. I bounced around doing a lot of little shit jobs in between. That first deployment as Seaburn, I was told we have Navy signal job to do which none of the army guys were trained for so they stuck me on it apparently I did a good job came back sergeant major told me I was going to be signal while I was talking to the admin person I said oh found an advanced course instead of going for a couple of months you can go in for 2 weeks so I went out to Sacramento California to get cross trained as uh, 25 Quebec I got in there and first two days I didn't think too much about it we we're going through slides and guy's like, ah, oh, you guys already know this. I just skipping right out through it. Uh, towards halfway of the second day, everybody stood up and did their introductions and said what their prior job was. And everybody else was already 25 series, that's signal, already. I'm the only person that wasn't already signal. So all, this, all these slides we were skipping were kind of important, like signal theory. It's pretty important to understand troubleshooting if you don't understand the tr- signal theory. Came back out of that class, got ready for another deployment. All the equipment we worked on was none of the equipment I actually had. So I thought, hey, I'll learn this equipment before we go overseas. I go out and I drive a couple ground rods, which I already knew how to do. And then they called me back in to go do some admin work while my other guys worked on the equipment. Got into Afghanistan on that one. I was in the south, southern portion of uh, RC East. When I had kids, yeah, that changed a lot. Patrick, he's 21. He's a uh, super smart kid, well-behaved. Hardly ever gets in trouble. Got his first job at uh, Mellow Mushroom. I was so excited. Everybody else was really disappointed because there's a bunch of potheads over there. I was like, oh, that would be awesome for him. he go out and smoke some weed and socialize and get to know some people and get out of the, the gaming. Nope, he didn't smoke weed at first. He started smoking cigarettes and hung out with people that also gamed. So now he's smoking cigarettes and playing games and then later on down the road then he started smoking weed. Now he's starting to get out a little bit. He enjoys that job so much that he decided he's not going to join the military. He's not going to college. He's going to learn life the hard way, which is fine builds character Kaylee's super smart she kind of intimidates me a little bit she's fun to talk to you now. she's a little older she's very fragile though. very impressionable uh, she's 15 now CJ he's exactly like me he's going to have a hard life too he's defiant does everything his own way you can show him easier ways than how to do things and he's nope I already got my way I'm going to do it my way three times harder than it needs to be he loves to everything shit so he's exactly like me CJ and Kaylee fight a lot about who looks the most like me all the times working out of town and deployments I'm kinda happy I'm local-ish. I'm in the U.S. Kaylee's more excited about me being up here because she feels like I'm gonna learn a lot more that I can share with her. CJ really, he likes to go camping for a weekend. He's not really big on primitive stuff. He likes electronics. A lot of times when I go out and paddle, just let the wind or the water, whichever wants to be in charge, just let it be in charge. I don't have to be in charge. I don't have to think. It's kind of a struggle whenever you're paddling up the river for a couple of hours, but the satisfaction you get by the time you get to your landing point. It's kind of nice. The Arista River's got so many big boulders. If you did catch anything, the technique for releasing the fish, is the same technique you need to release the rock so you don't tear your net up. For some reason, <clears throat> people always want to interview me. I don't get it. Oh, I get Gina. She's interviewing all kinds of people that are here. She's got a little podcast thing going. It's funny, I got here this morning. I still had embers from last night. I had a fire going nonstop ever since. Dinner the time rolled around, I ain't feel like cooking a darn thing. <laughs> but I didn't want to waste my fire, so I decided to make some more tea. I ended up eating a raw potato and a raw tomato. I didn't put any salt and pepper on it. I didn't have any bread anyway, so there wasn't no tomato sandwich. It's funny, I always end up with some American flags to put up on my shit somewhere. I just found these at the uh, campsite before we launched off. We got two American flags in the cook area. Little pocket flags. It's like a soccer mom getting ready for 4th of July. Not only it's uh, October and I'm in Maine and I ain't no soccer mama. I added a potato to this uh, concoction as well. Give it a little bit of starch. Make it even better for you. Something to stick to your ribs a little. It's getting cold again tonight. Apparently this fireplace I made looks like one out of a bushcraft magazine. Maybe we ought to look at one of them sometime. Of course I get bored and read it in about 5 minutes. I'll just look at the pictures. It's a good thing we ain't out here for a whole week. There's a lot of stuff I'd end up doing. Gives me a chance to sit down and relax and do nothing. No, know we're only here for another day and a piece. Start stripping out the of bark off of a uh, cedar stump. If anybody ever does come over here the next 6 months or so. At least they got something to dry to work with and that bark just holds in the moisture. Pretty nice sitting on this lake though. No signs of other humans. Record recordings a lot. Like creative writing, <clears throat> used to be real good at creative writing. I'm sure if I went to go jot down some stuff now, I'd sit there and stump on the log. But I do like sitting by a fire. I just don't like starting fires. Like I'm on a fire strike here. People were <laughs> making fires, <laughs> which is kind of part of the uh, the process of this class. We left and went to the river instead of <laughs> making a fire. But the people that didn't know how to make a fire learned, because they went at the river with us. At the camp, everybody's just sitting around doing nothing. Nobody's actually working to benefit the area. Just like being in the city. They raise out for themselves. Go out to the river, everybody's working together. I guess that's what I have a problem with uh, modern society. Uh, Nobody cares about each other. Everybody wants more, but they want to put in less. You get out here. If you want something, you gotta put something in. It's so funny when I talk about my life and my goals, my ambitions, my aspirations. There seems to be a gap in between generations, I suppose. When I talk to people under the age of 30 for the most part, and people between the ages of 55 to, I guess, about 65, they have one aspect and one belief, and then when I talk to people, you know, yeah. over the age of 30, <laughs> or people over the age of, like, uh, 65 and older, you know, people that just lived live their lives, they have a different approach to how I feel about my life trying to keep it simple and basic trying to get back in touch with land Uh, trying to live without belongings just trying to live my life in general the younger people that are still wrapped up in school seem to really not understand it and people that are caught up with children and still going through life they're caught up in another aspect and then the people that have already lived their life are like, man, I wish I did that when I was younger. And there's people that have children that are a little bit older, and not quite a retirement age. They're like, ah, that sounds like a great idea. I wish I could have done that. Well, everything I want to do sets me up for a really horrible retirement. I'm trying to balance retirement and just going out and exploring. I want to hit all the major trails. There's like nine major trails in the U.S. There's more than a dozen rivers I really want to hit. Good morning. Back to a moment with Craig. We've got uh, high winds today out here in the Grand Seboyas Lake. We're going to test it out, see how the microphone does with all the ambient noise. Waves crashing from the wind blowing. I'm pretty sure you're picking up all the wind. I see it scraddling around. A little screen here. Last night I seen the uh, clouds moving in. I thought it was going to get a little bit of uh, scattered showers. Maybe a little bit of cloud coverage. We do have quite a bit of cloud coverage. A lot of wind, no rain. The sun's still pulling through all those clouds though, so it's kind of bright. We got a mixture of cumulus and uh, stratus clouds out here. Drinking my hot beverage this morning. Didn't put any coffee at all, added into the concoction that was left over from last night. Just added another tea bag. Couple things: cinnamon stick, another apple, another potato, a little bit of sugar, a little bit more fur. Jesus, ah, cold out today. It was fine until the wind started blowing. This morning I got up and there was a person canoeing on down. Went out to an island not far away. Pretty sure it was TJ what he was doing. I think he was just taking in the sights, enjoying the moment. Looked like he laid down and relaxed for a little while. Pulled out his camera and took a few pictures. I thought I'd see him go back to his house, figure out where he lives. But uh, no, he just headed straight up north in the river, went to the lake, towards the river. Haven't seen him come back yet. It's gonna be a hell of a paddle there. The winds are coming in from the south, pushing north. He's got to fight all these winds and currents. Good luck with that. He's a powerhouse, I'm sure he'll make it. Wind's blowing so hard, it's shooting the water up halfway across my sitting rock here. So I'm sitting a little higher than normal. But my feet are dry. Got my boots out yesterday, that was nice. Might need to go throw on another layer there. Just outside of uh, Baxter Park, on the north end. Went through my photos a little earlier, seen some pictures of my kids, makes me miss them a little bit more. All right, we're all on back down south in a couple of weeks here. We get to see the first time with them. Looks like when we be bouncing back and forth from South Carolina to Maine. We got a winter course coming up in February up here, and they say it gets out of negative 30, negative 40 sometimes. Definitely want to uh, acclimate to that weather, see my family, catch up with some Army stuff, come on back up here and do a little work, bounce back and forth, make sure I'm home for the holidays. So I decided to get up off the lake. I uh, went on back into the woods a little bit. Figured out, will uh, hide from the winds. Just check out my surroundings a little bit. Get on back about 100 yards. You start running into these pink markers. They go from pretty much north to south. Or south to north. Whichever way you want to go. I thought at first it was a property line. It doesn't look like a trail. So I figured that rather than crossing that line. And getting on somebody else's property. I'll just follow the markers and see where they go. About 22 markers in right now. And it's a pretty rough terrain up here. There's a lot of dead wood. Certainly never, I don't think it's ever been a trail. Especially for these markers, they're fairly new. But uh, around marker 15, walking into, I reckon it's a spring. It was covered up by leaves, so I didn't see it. And of course, I put my right foot in it, and then determined that I actually have a separation of my right boot coming from the sole to the bottom of the boot. So, my foot's wet again. Yay. But it sure is pretty. And there's a whole lot less wind over here. It's a lot warmer. I'm about out of tea. And it looks about the same here as it did when I first started. So I reckon I'm going to head on back. Got the fire going. Dry my boots back out. Or at least my right boot anyway. I decided to put both of them up there anyway. Get them both warm. Ate my lunch. Had a can of tuna. So I decided I'll throw one of them tomatoes in with it. A little mayonnaise. Salt and pepper and crushed red pepper, of course, you know, crushed red pepper goes good with everything. It's uh, pretty good. Now I'm hiding in my shelter from the wind because it's just so cold. I imagine it's uh, last night probably got down between 31 and 33, but this here feels a whole lot colder. And I'm sure it's somewhere between 36, 39 degrees, something like that, Fahrenheit. That wind is torturous. I don't know if you can still hear it in the audio here. I'm kind of hiding in my shelter a little bit. Turns out it was 22 markers. I got kind of 22 on the way back. Came right back into the uh, same spot I took off at. I remembered where the uh, spring was, so I didn't step in it again. And I found a feather. I think it's probably a raven feather. Let's look at it a little closer. But sure enough, I was wearing a hat. What do you do when you're wearing a hat and you find a feather? Well, you stick it in there and call it macaroni. I don't know what this wind's going to bring in. It's coming in from the west. I reckon it's going to get a whole lot warmer today, though. I don't feel like doing too much. I'm wondering if maybe I'll just take a nap. Or maybe I'll just eat again. I have a tendency to eat when I'm bored. I imagine a lot of people do. I don't know how long macaroni is going to stay in my hat. I took a picture of it and put it in uh, black and white. It looked pretty cool. I'm watching this wind flap around on my flags. Poor fellers. <laughs> One of them, the ends are starting The threads are starting to come loose. It's a tattered flag now. Yeah, it's only 1230. After my dry, boot dries out, I think I'm going to head back out on them flag markers again. I went south the first time. Didn't see a whole lot. I figure i will head north and see what's up there. I don't think I'm going to go too far. Kind of aggravating going through all their, that thicket. Dead trees. So I'm going to assume that the other side of the lake is a managed forest. There's not a whole lot of dead wood over there. Over here, it's all over the place. I'm still hanging out by the fire. Boots are about dry. Been pretty good. Went back out to the lake to grab my solar charger. And the sun's completely covered now. Charger ain't getting anything at all. Wind's dying down a little bit. It's kind of more intermittent now. Yeah. Temperature sure hadn't climbed any. Feeling a little bit more lazy. Maybe I won't go on out to that hike. Sit by this nice warm fire. I got a few potatoes in need to eat. Got one apple left. I'm going to save it for tomorrow. I do have a little bit of vegetable oil. I might just uh fry up some potatoes. get got a little bit of an onion. Throw a little a few of those in there, fry those up, make some onion rings. I got some uh, flour. Some good battering with it. All I got is my uh, big pot and my little bowl for drinking out of. I think I may end up using that little pot to fry food in. I'm not sure yet, but I was hoping to find a big flat rock to cook off of. The only ones I found that are they any good or too big for me to carry. And I don't feel like making a fire over there because it's too windy by the water. I don't want to go out in the woods and build a fire. i got to build a whole shield, technically a forest too. The ground isn't dirt, it's just layers and layers of decomposed crap and roots and all kinds of foliage. So we'll see how that little pot does. Check her out. Well, the wind's picked back up. It's uh pretty darn gusty now. Sitting here, I decided to smoke a cigarette. Notice this big SF on top of this bag of tobacco I got. I got this huge bag, it's like a carton's worth of cigarettes for four bucks. It's actually pipe tobacco, but it's menthol. It rolls pretty good, smokes pretty good. But the SF on top of it, it shows a picture of a cigarette on the top of the F. And the name of it is uh, smoker friendly pipe tobacco. I thought that was kind of funny. It's not usually words placed together in that type of uh, topic. I almost made a. Uh, serious mistake earlier. Every time I got a pee, I face the lake and got ready to go do my business and it occurred to me the wind's blowing pretty hard. I'm not about to go piss in the wind. I had to go turn around and get back out of the trail and pee somewhere else. I guess the wind beat me. But the wind's blowing so hard now, the waves, it looks almost like an ocean. White rapids all over the place. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here frying up some potatoes and onions. Decided to use the big pot. got my uh, little wire basket in there and uh, got a big thing of uh, fur sitting off on the side just want to drain it on. Today kind of sucks but notes to self uh, army boots are very slippery not good for hiking boots I learned that a couple of weeks ago. I didn't feel like packing too much so I didn't bring any tennis shoes all I brought was uh, these boots and a pair of water shoes but it's so cold outside of trying to dry my feet off, I'm dry my boots off I don't really feel like wearing the water shoes before I get ready to do any real hiking I need to make sure I invest in the actual pair of hiking boots something, some soft grip to it, and had the hard soles that slide over everything that's a little moist. So I just, uh, we're gonna give an update. The wind started kicking back in a little bit. The pressure dropped pretty hard. Uh, decided I'll lay down for a little while. and did feel like fighting the wind and the cold. Then noticed it started raining a little bit. Well now I took a picture of the lake. You can see what's coming in. Went ahead and got everything ready for the rain, including my fire. Went ahead and just put it more of a smolder, so we had to keep the coals down on the inside so whenever this rain passes, I don't imagine it's going to be a whole heck of a lot. Whenever it passes, I'll have good embers on the inside, it would be easy to start my fire. Went ahead and grabbed some dry stuff, threw it in the tarp real quick. Originally when I set my tarp up my shelter, I hung everything real low and then I propped the middle up with a stick. Tied the stick off at the top so it's still connected. <coughs> Figured I'd use it in case it got real cold or in just in case uh rain came. We weren't calling for any rain, but just in case. All I gotta do is crawl inside and just lower my stick and that'll close me in. It hadn't got cold enough yet that I needed to do it. But I'm kinda glad I did it now, because that rain's coming in. But we'll see how long it lasts. I wouldn't imagine it's gonna last too awful long. Maybe a little sprinkle here and there and next hour. So I guess we'll find out. Alright, so it turns out that rain is a little bit more than just an hour or two. Uh, we got called in. So it says uh, Hurricane Michael headed up this way. 45 mile an hour winds is what they're estimating. Doesn't really sound much like a hurricane to me, but that's pretty serious winds for paddling across the lake. So we're set back up on the headquarters side. Got the uh, tarp set up overhead to get a nice shelter. We got it nipped over the corner of Gina's tarp for her uh, tent set. And we're just going to go ahead and have some uh, canned ham with tomato, mayonnaise, salt and pepper, and crushed red pepper. Gina's got some beans over here. I guess we're going to try and figure out how to have dinner.
0: I got tortillas.
1: She's got tortillas. Awesome. We can have sandwiches. Kind of missing Gina. She, uh, thinks she left an impact on me. still biking across Europe. I try to do these recordings, but I never get around to them. Thought I would. I was thinking about (coughs) what I want. That's funny because I still don't know what I want. I know that I'm single and I have a lot of things that I want to do. And I I believe that by staying single, I'm more likely to get those things done. But at the same time, I still have children. CJ is in middle school. He's in seventh grade. Kaylee's in high school. She's in ninth grade. I still have more this bushcraft school to do. I'm going back in February for a winter course. Currently in November right now. Continue hitting side jobs here and there. I don't really want a full-time job before I leave. However, it's really difficult hitting side jobs here and there for that length of time. It's, I think it's just hard to find temporary jobs because I've never looked for temporary jobs. Whenever I come back from bushcraft school, I'm just going to jump back into army life. i got a lot of training I need to make up on yet before I leave in February. But when I get back, I'm going to have more training than i have to do. Some more schools i have to go to. I want to go to a scuba diving school in Washington. I intend on doing that school before both of my children are out of high school and off into college. When I get back from the scuba diving school, I'll need to come back and work some more. I reckon I'll just come on back to the instructor unit and continue instructing. I miss a full-time job. That's not what I want to do. But it does help for my retirement. Because even though I have all these big plans of traveling all over the place, doing all these things, I still have to be realistic and understand that I can't do this forever. I'll have to retire one day. So that's why I don't want to give up on the reserves. Because so I really love the military people. I may not want to go out and talk about my experiences with strangers. But I, I love working with soldiers. I, do. I think that's what's really cool about my plans right now. Everything's completely flexible. I know when I get back from Maine... And the end of February, my children want to live with me. Kind of goes against everything I'm trying to do right now. But they are my primary concern. (laughs) When I get back, I reckon I'll go ahead and just rent a place. Because right now I'm currently home free. And I don't really have a problem with it. But it would be an issue if my children are going to live with me. I do have land. I don't really want to develop anything on this land. That's where I'm at right now. I'm just kind of sitting in my truck. Really, I got the land because it was family land. And I just didn't want to get rid of it. So... I bought it before it went away to the bank. So I end up getting some land, stay there for probably about a year, buy some different land, and start working on building a structure. I think it's really cool that my children don't have super high expectations, but they don't really require much, which is really cool for kids these days because everybody wants so much. My kids really just, they want the basics in modern society, the minimum basics, and they want to live with me. I'll stick around until they're out of the house, or at least until they're old enough that they can be self-sufficient for a while. Because if I take off to that school in Washington, I can still, you know, pay any bills or anything while I'm gone, as long as they're capable of staying home and taking care of themselves, you know, going out and getting the groceries. I want to start off with the Appalachian Trail, or at least I think I do. Maybe I'll get on the Appalachian Trail and get about a month or two in and say, ah, oh, this sucks, and go do something else. And that's okay, too. That's what's... Yeah, the whole flexibility I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I, I want to go to Antarctica. I want to work a season over there. I want to go to Alaska, and I just I only want to do one season of crabbing out in the Bering Sea. Uh, TJ, the guy from Maine I met up there, he's actually in South Carolina right now. He's in Charleston. He's debating whether he's gonna come up here or if he's gonna go down to Savannah. So I told him he's more than welcome to come on up here and have Thanksgiving with us. So I ain't heard anything back from him, so I'm guessing he probably won't come up for Thanksgiving. But I let him know that if he couldn't make it up here, if he chose not to this weekend, maybe I just go meet up with him. That'd be kind of cool. I really don't know where he's at, what he's got going on since he hadn't responded. But if he's within the uh, Charleston Savannah area, I ain't got a problem driving down there. The quickest I've ever cooked turkey was in a trash can, and it it took about two hours. And that, that thing cooked, it was like 550 degrees to start off with, and then we just let the coals die down and that was pretty much the process. It took the fun out of cooking, really. Turkey didn't wind out, turn out bad. It's just, it wasn't great. And of course it burned up my my meat thermometer because my meat thermometer would only got at 500 degrees. I'm pretty close to Brian's house. The only store near Brian's house is the Dollar General. Luckily they're open on Thanksgiving Eve. I'm gonna swing in here and get some beer. And go on over there and I guess drink some beers and get up in the morning and start cooking. Yeah, I guess. So I rolled up into that Dollar General. And uh, I came in for the charcoal, got my cigarettes. And luckily, as I just finished checking out and there was nobody in line behind me, uh, one of the fellows that works there was bringing in a cart. And I guess we're getting ready to close soon. Brought in a cart of charcoal. So, oh, shit. That's what I came in for. Let me go get one of those. And I come back, and the girl asked me if, uh, if I was smoking the turkey. I said, no, nah, I'm cooking in a Dutch oven. I said, oh, that sounds cool. You should bring me back a piece. I made sure I got her name, so I knew I was dropping the plate off to And she said, what's your name? I said, Craig. Oh, geez. My baby's daddy's name is Craig. I just thought it was funny. And she's like, well, you look better than him today. I'm like, I appreciate that. Ooh, black cat just crossed my path. I think that's some bad luck or something, right? It's like a year of bad luck or something. I don't know what that means. Can't get too much more bad luck than I've been having lately anyway. Just keep rolling with it. It's okay. So Dory says, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming cartoons can have pretty good advice so i'm gonna keep on swimming
0: you've been listening to saturn returns thanks to craig Sweetham for sharing his story and thanks to you for listening if you like what you hear subscribe on apple podcasts or at reginagbeach.com click on the link for saturn returns you can also like the show on facebook at facebook.com saturn returns podcast see you next time